Hello, spacers. Welcome to Starlight, a space opera. I'm Isaac, your host and GM for the adventures ahead. This show, whether you're watching or listening, is a labor of love and one that we want to make the best for you. So if you can, take a moment to freely subscribe or share however is most comfortable for you. Thanks. Now let's plot a course to Starlight. friends pull up a seat and join us in our adventures on the starlight campaign now for the past past few weeks we've talked about uh an awesome nonprofit called ring of hope you should still check them out they're pretty cool but this week our announcement's a little bit different if you want to go onto the starlight instagram page and comment on this week's post and tag a friend you'll have a chance to win a super awesome prize but uh no doubles otherwise you're going to be disqualified does anybody else have anything let's roll (laughs) (laughs) all right let's see where were we in the last game the three folks one the loxodon elephant woman McKenna, Clive Jensen, the mysterious and interesting, and not to mention handsome man, or potentially synth, as we're all curious, (laughs) and a uh, pretty powerfully built machine of a man (laughs) named Atlas, all escaped the Hive C1 detention center. In doing so, they uh, blew their way out the side of it and were hurtling in Atlas's ship to chase down a prison transfer vessel. Now, Clive had snuck aboard uh, Atlas's ship and Atlas, having already having a, he was having a rough time with the Loxodon uh, McKenna because she all but forced her way into the into the yep. ship to get off of the uh, detention center. Everybody. Also discovered the stowaway of Clive. Now, just as he was about to confront them, they watched as the ship that they were chasing after was blown to smithereens by pirates. Pirates who also ambushed their own ship, burrowing a hole into the side of it. Two pirates entered, boarding and attacking, only to be cut down by Atlas. The one survivor having her morale broken, retreated, calling back to her Captain Yurik, who also really wanted her to escape. And so, shifting away from their vessel, a huge gaping hole was left in the ship, and almost getting sucked out into the vacuum of space, they, McKenna and Atlas were literally all but saved by Clive, who was able to interface with the dragon and close the wound but he was not able to stop the ship from crashing into the side of Titan One, back on the asteroid where the detention center is built. Heading out, they also saw the crash and the rubble of the prison uh, ship that also crashed there. Now, 
Atlas having some business to attend to, started heading that direction with the other two in tow. Coming down into the crater where the ship was, they could make out the screams for help! Coming from a short, ugly, frantic hug. And that's where we left off. I think you were still inside the ship at the time. Because yes. we, we were around in the corner. I think you have the first. I, I went in, I'm going in um, and going to see if I can assist the pug. Okay, so you go heading in. You can see that the flames are starting to spread as he the eyes are wild. He's like, put it out, put it out. As he tries to kind of rub the side and get it out at the same time trying to push. And he can neither do both. I'll use Ray of Frost to freeze the fire. Okay. So as you kind of shoot your hand over it, it just creates kind of a steam as both the cold and the flames meet. You're able to kind of like push the fire out just a little bit back and create a little bit of a barrier and put most of like the, the bit that's in danger mm-hmm. of getting to uh, this pug mm-hmm. uh, away. Now you're dealing with him as he, he's going, oh, thank you. Help me lift this. Hello, sir. What is what is your name? No, don't not the name. Help me lift it. I will help you lift it as I learn your name. As you say that, I need that. a name for who I'm helping, and I'm lifting. Okay. As, as you say that first, there's like the you hear like the little bit of a break, and then you you say that, and he goes, oh, oh, "The name's Darren." And together, you both kind of like start to push it through the side. Nice to meet you, Darren. And I push it off of him the rest of the way and help him to its feet if possible. Okay. Hmm. As you kind of like help lift him, you two are watching this as he kind of gets up and he can barely stand straight. He's kind of doubled over, holding both his chest and his side. And you can see like where it looks like his his flesh has been kind of scored. And there's also welts from the flames, uh, bruises, and a little dribble of blood that's kind of coming out from you're not quite sure. It's just kind of pulling and making a mess of the tatters of his clothes. So, Clyde really has no interest in the half-orc, because he wasn't really supposed to be here anyway. So he's, he's actually going to use this time to search the ship a bit to see if he can scavenge any parts or any anything that may help them get off this uh, asteroid. Okay. I want you to please go ahead and make a survival roll. 22. Nice. 22. All right. Looks like we just needed a break. <laughs> As you're looking around, you you find that there are a few cartridges of, like, the uh, different... For the different laser weapons that the guards had, um, there is two stun weapons. They're both stun cudgels that are kind of laying on the side, lost. As for, like, things to get out of the ship, it's... You start looking, you find various parts that are great on their own, but it does, it takes a not that much diagnostic to realize like the core of the ship is screwed. You don't know if you're going to be able to. You're probably not going to really get the ship to run. Uh, well, doesn't look like we're going to be able to use this to get out of here. Alice is staring straight at the work. The ship is completely shot. Uh, 
we're, we're gonna have to find a different way, unfortunately. Now, one of the things that you do find as you're kind of like, mm -hmm. then your mind's kind of going to like more survival gear, is you find like a first aid kit kind of attached to the wall, you bust it open, and you find two sets of painkillers in there. Um, hey, McKenna. Tosses here the painkillers. See if this will help that that orc there. Yeah, I'd love to. Can I? I'll ask him. Darren, can I help you by putting these painkillers in? Uh, yeah, I'll take one of those. And he takes one. He pops open the the bottle and takes one of the pills. Okay. Uh, what do I do? Like those. Uh, uh, looks at all of you and he goes, they hit you too? Because I got the description of who I was looking for. I don't know if that's actually him or not, but I'm going to say the painter, correct? That was what the, just like the name of the... Yep, that was the name. I'm literally going to say... I'm just going to literally just say paint, like painter and like just staring at him. I want to see if he reacts. Like... Oh, or, check. like, painter, I presume. Inside check? Yeah. 18. He looks over at you, and he goes, No. No, that was the fella next to me. And he kind of points at another pug who's dead. You notice, however, that that he seems to not necessarily be telling the truth. I'm going to look over to the Loxodon and say patch him up. <laughs> I will. I'd like to do... I'd like to understand what's happening here because this is strange behavior from him. And I'm assuming that I may have, like, being wise, you know, recognize an odd behavior from Darren. Yeah, Alice has well. taken off his jacket and everything, so you probably noticed it something. Yeah. Can I do an insight on this, like, this scenario between the two of them? Um, yes. Not to double up on insight. Go ahead and roll an insight check on them. 23. Yeah. Are you, you're not actively trying to, like, hide that it's weird. No, no, I'm taking off my jacket and, like, pulling my axe out. Like, I'm literally, yeah. but I'm telling her to patch him up. Yeah, And you're... then I'm just, like, standing there waiting. Okay. With then... my axe in my hand. Tell me who the painter is. He goes, Ugh. and he kind of steps. Harry's weak. As he's watching you do this, he kind of steps closer to you, and he goes, "He's a bad man." Yeah, how so? Ugh, murderer. That's what he's in jail for. So yeah. they say. And he goes, looks around. He goes, "Are there any guards coming? Anyone?" There are people coming. What about those pirates? They're on the way. <coughs> we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta get out of here. Really? Where's um, your ship? <clears throat> Our ship's around the corner. Um, and we could help you free if you could tell us more about this painter. I don't... What? What is there to tell? Well, I'd like to just know more about him. How how did how was he in prison? How did he get in prison? How was he caught? How does he keep getting in and out? Assuming you told me this information, um, and things along those lines. 
And what did he look like? He like lifts an arm as you kind of patch up some of the areas mm-hmm. with a bandage, and he goes, "Oh, like that." Really. And you can see this other pug just kind of like face down, hair wild about, and he goes, oh, "I don't know much about him. He just went on a murder spree." Would the painter be like a name that you hear in the news? Make a history roll. That's what I was say. I was going to tell. That would be a fifteen. And if it is a name in the, you hear in the news, is there photos with the name that I would have seen? This is a name you would have heard in the news. Mm-hmm. You have seen photos mm-hmm. of this person before. The painter um, is someone who has gone on multiple murder sprees, and his signature mark is to let the blood from the body of those who are his victims and draw butterfly wings with them. Sir, can you draw a butterfly for me? Just in the ground? No, I heard the painter's art is pretty trash, to be honest. I just want to see what a butterfly looks like. Uh, Oh, they start drawing one. Theron, would you mind drawing a butterfly? Just out of curiosity. Can you make a charisma roll? Yeah, maybe you guys can quit lollygagging and 17. help me find a way to get off this damn asteroid. Seventeen. <laughs> he he sighs, and then he goes, um, <sighs> "All right, I can see that. One, your friend, he points at Clive, knows what he's doing. So I think we should listen to him." and I can help. And two, you got me. I can see that there's not any reason to lie. I am the painter. Thank you. That is exactly what we wanted to hear. Now, please stand up on your feet. And uh, he kind of shifts up from where you had had him sit to work to work on some another bandage. And, he stands up uneasily, and you can see one hand kind of reach out for a pipe. And he goes, I know what it seems like. A pug. The vermin of the universe. I'm stepping back. You guys want to teach him, show him that what he's done is wrong. Nope. I've been spit on my whole life. And every single one of them deserved it. I'm going to give you one opportunity. Are you patched up enough to walk? I can't be. Perfect. We're going to step outside. I'm also... We're going to handle this like men. And we'll figure this out. He steps... Are you... Did you walk away altogether? Um, I'm like far enough away to allow this summer action to take place. He walks closer to McKenna, almost like as if she's safe haven. I'm gonna be a hostage. And he he's much smaller than you. Okay. And he he looks at you very knowingly that this he's not in a situation to stand anything man to man. Yeah, he hasn't seen my back or anything yet. And so he's talking to you, but getting closer to you, and he goes Maybe we could work 
together, huh? I want to point the axe at him, like the bolt, like the blast side of it, and say, "We're gonna step outside. I'm gonna give you this one opportunity. You can face me like a man or die right here." Alice, maybe we might hear what a deal might look like because he may. Actually, I'm gonna pull you aside and have what? this conversation with you. Maybe just walk closer to you and say, Atlas, this may be a scenario where we need help getting out of here, and he may be able to help. I agree. It's not like he's going anywhere. So maybe man-to-man, this whole testosterone thing can happen after we are on our way out of here. I'm I'm not married to this guy. You're telling me this little orc, weak orc, that thinks that paying butterflies is cute, is gonna get us out of here. I'm saying that an extra brain in getting out of here may hold potential. So let's just lower the testosterone a little bit and we can have this conversation. I'm still watching him. I haven't looked away from the orc like this whole time. Even talking to her, I've like been looking at him. He's like, I'm like looking at my target. Like, you watch him as he's like kind of starting to pick through the remains. He, he finds one of those stun cudgels and kind of hefts it kind of clicks the button you kind of see it like power up as the around the cudgel there's like a little electrosphere that goes and at that point Clive pulls his rifle out and points it at him I don't even think about it I'm not thinking about it look at here you're we're your only way off this rock so you either come with us and help us out or you can stay here and die well I'm not walking around put the cudgel down make an intimidation roll yeah Three. <laughs> he goes. Go. He kind of talks in his native tongue and throws the cudgel down to the ground. He's like, I speak. And then he goes. Oh, no. I don't want to walk around with those husk takers out there without a weapon. What's a husk taker? Insects. But they look like rock. Skittering feet that trace and drag along the surface. Mm. That's what those nails eat yeah. all of us. All right, perfect. And if we'll make a deal, we're gonna play a game. And if you guess the right cup, you can leave. I love this. Come on, your captain who just died told us that the cup game was. Yes. Make make a persuasion roll. Seventeen. He looks at you and then all of you with his natural one. And he goes, <laughs> Do I have a choice? No. And he's at this point, as you're still holding the right at him, he kicks the cudgel away from him and he's like raises his hands. Is that better? I lower the rifle and I go back to rummaging through scrap. You're gonna take my life on a cup game? I Do you know how much money I can make you? Do you guys understand the kind of connections I have? Well, really... you're here bleeding, so you obviously don't have connections like myself. Is it really gonna matter if we don't get off this rock? Is it really gonna matter? You tell me about this cup game. Perfect. You guys need them. How do you want me to do this? Without my coach right now? Because 
<laughs> I. Do you have anything to grab cups? Nope. No, no. I am going to 100% trust you. You're going to take <clears throat> three die six. Maybe whisper into Sam's ear okay. which one you choose. Okay. And then set them down oh, and I'll pick one. Okay. Oh yeah, for you. Sorry, I was looking at the locks on. Alright, as you kind of lay down the cups and you put, what is it, like a pebble in one of them? Yeah. And shift it around, he tries to watch and he's just like, are you serious? You and then he's going my... to try and make an insight check. Okay. Go ahead and make a deception roll. 13. 17. What, tell me one that's not it. One that's not it? Yep. Alright, he's traced it that far, and he goes... That one. Alright, I am a man of my word. Huh. You know any ships in the area? I promise I will not kill you as of right now. Okay. You're a lucky boy. There's two ships. The areas that where there would be ships. And he, he goes, Do you know this place very well? At all? I've scouted it, right? So I'd say, yeah. Decently. Okay, I'm talking to you as, like, player. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, There's ships back at the detention center. But there's also quite a few at Bilbash Keep. The walking fortress where all those guildsmen live and where all the guards rotate in and out. If we can get into there, because I sure as hell don't want to go back to the detention center, we can secure a ship out of here. And I swear to the reveries that you will have a handsome amount of credits deposited untraceably to you. I'm sorry, sir, but you have murdered several people who you say deserve them but did not. So I cannot guarantee that you will be getting anywhere off this asteroid. And and I do think, I mean, if you had not exited the place the way you did, then we would be going back there saying we were shot by pirate ships and now it's not an option thanks to you and so I do think we should find a way to get you back to prison no 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 I don't want to go back there of course you don't well Sydney. actually I hate to say it and agree with pachyderm but she may have a point we take him back, we may be able to exchange him for a way off this rock without any sort of trouble. And as far as I know, we can't head towards that fortress without coming in contact with something. Something dangerous. Wait, 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 wait. We're not gonna go down this road. Do you people not understand? I have money. Real credits. Are you, is it gold you like? Are you like that kind of people? Money isn't like a thing that I care about. But you're here. You don't you don't have a ship. You need a way off. Money buys ships. I don't know. You Ugh. seem like a very pretty valuable asset to me. 
I am valuable, but I'm more valuable alive. If we go to Bilbash Keep in the cantina, can ask for the owner. She goes by the name Natalia Ghoul. She knows me, and she knows my connections. And she can get all of you off of this stinking hunk. Well, then, how do you. Dirt space. Hey. What do you want? 500 credits? First of all, how do you recommend we get over there? You said there's these cre- these these creatures out there. Plus, as far as I understand, that fortress is way on the outskirts. No man can go out there. And uh, he looks around at everything. There's one way. This rock has dozens and dozens of tunnels. There are others who have escaped. You can take the network underground and get there. It's not as cold as on the surface. Those things, the husk takers, they vibrate extremely fast and they live in giant colonies. You can hear them humming. They put off enough body heat together to create not the warmest, but somewhere where you can travel. We can go there and I can hide. You guys can get the ship. You can take me up to one of the orbital stations. I catch a bus, go one way. You guys go another way. Credits in your bank. Who are you connected to? Who's your main benefactor? And just know the position you're in, so. The yes. You're not actually considering working with him. Well, I'm trying to figure out who works for the Yeth. Do I know who they are? The Yeth, they are the secret police of the Federation. The secret police? Like the, the Federation. The kind that come and bust into your door in the middle of the night and take you away and no one knows what happened. And again, I don't try to like burn like or be the dead. Actually, I don't know. But basically, do I know? Like, are they linked to me at all? Like, do I know them? Should I know them? Uh, I mean, you've had run-ins with them. Okay, they like, weren't the main group though. That were that I'm. No, they're not. No? They're not a part okay. of that. Okay. The, these are literally like the the secret militarized police. Like, think of like the in the Soviet Union, like their secret police. Can you? Do you know why the little drow in the detention center wants you? The kid. Yeah, I know why. Do you know where that kid is? Do Sorry, I know? do you know? Sorry, bite that out. He's in the the prison. Yes, yeah. The, I'm talking about the drought kid. Do you know why he wants you? <sighs> I was cutting in on some of his business, and he wasn't too happy about it. And I might. I might have slept with one of his angels. Alright, the only way you're going to get out of this alive is, do you know anything about the Sun Maker? 
the who? I can't say I've ever heard that name. And then he kind of like looks out one of the holes as the sunlight's kind of like starting to shift away. And he goes, look, we got to do something quick. So if you're going to kill me, have it done. I'd rather that than freeze. But we need to get walking. I do feel like the right thing is to bring him back to the prison. Coincides with my job anyways. So if there's a way out, then... You could bring him back to the child? Yes? Yeah, I might fulfill a contract. Well, let's just not let him know we're going to bring him back to the prison. I'm talking to you away from him, by the rec- for the record. Oh, my jacket's back on, too. Yep. So, like, he doesn't see my back. It, you're incrementally warmer. Mm-hmm. Very incrementally warmer. <laughs> no, no, I meant just, like, he can't see my back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tattoo right yeah. So we go into the ground of the tunnels. Yeah. We make our way back towards the prison. We don't let him know we're going that direction. And we return him to your friend, and we get a ship, and we get out. I think it's our safest bet. We can't trust this guy. Plus, I don't, I don't trust going to that uh, that stronghold, whatever it may be. I just feel like that's going to put us in a lot more danger than we need or can handle at this point. And we don't owe this guy anything. Although, Clive, what is your story? We don't have time for that right now. Well, it's a long walk. Let's just get moved first. You guys kind of come back to him. Yeah. At this point, he's grabbed the stun cudgel again, and he has it like kind of tied with some like Ooh. makeshift uh, bandage type stuff around him, and he's kind of like limping with you. And he goes, "Where are we going?" So Which... while we're walking, because he's tiny, I'm gonna grab him, not hurt him, and I'm gonna put the binders on one, a pair of binders on him. At first, do you guys help with this process? No. <laughs> now, you guys watch as there is this um, almost semi funny struggle as the pug Darren tries to like kind of like fend him off for a bit, realizes it's useless, and then just eventually just like walking in the binders and he goes, No, I'm useless like this, right? Yeah, you're already weak, so I don't need you. You should really learn to be kinder. Do you guys blindfold him or are you going to let him just walk? Because mm. he will know where From I my experience that. dealing with interrogations and uh, my brain just blanked out. Um, yeah, basically interrogations and like torture. I will, yeah, I'll probably, I'll put the binders on him and then I will first, before I blindfold him, I'll ask which direction we need to go. And until I won't blindfold until we get to the tunnel. To get to the, the various tunnels. Yeah, until we get yeah. to the tunnel, I'm not gonna blindfold. Well, he tells you that you need to go, basically, in eastwardly, mm-hmm. in a eastwardly direction, mm-hmm. and that there are in various parts of the craters there are tunnels, and you just need to head into one of them. Um, towards and the frigid that, domains. Towards the frigid domains, and that you can pretty much pretty easily like. You could get lost really easily, but you can also figure out the like surface, the more surface type networks, and kind of follow that in the direction until you hear the sound 
of Bilbash Keep just walking because it's a giant almost citadel built on these towering legs. Okay, out of character real quick. Just just so I... We are going back towards the yard, right? Yes. Okay. So yeah, we'll head west. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, set, we'll head south sure west. Like, 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 no, I, was, I just wasn't sure if it was... If the tunnels also go that direction or not, or if they were just going towards... Well, if they escape from they here... Do. Okay, so that, that's... Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, so, you point in the direction, you guys kind of start heading in the opposite way uh, towards the Hive C1 Detention Center, and you hear a lot of kind of grumbles from uh, Darren, but he also realizes the position he's in, and you kind of, when he slows down, you know, you kind of give him like a nice little tug that gets him going again, just with a few hisses. The terrain's relatively flat. It does go up and down a bit. Now, along the way, you see multiple craters where there are, like, little uh, tunnel-type spaces. Do you guys want to go into the tunnels, or do you want to head the four miles on surface to the detention center? How close is it? It looks like the cold. Like, how cold is it getting? It's starting to get pr- pretty cold. It's not, like, freezing by any means, but you have... Go to make a survival roll. What is that? Five yeah. plus four, nine. You probably have somewhere between two to three hours left of, like, sun. How many miles away is it? Four. four. You can we probably can make walk. it running. Or, like, even just, like, really briskly walking fast. Especially because as you guys are walking, you're not just walking. It's like the walk where it's kind of getting a little bit of a leap with uh-huh. that where you kind of float through uh-huh. the air. Let's stay on land. I don't really like going underground anymore. Anymore? Will you tell me your story and I'll tell you mine? <laughs> or my walk? Or you could un- all right, take well, off these blindfolds. Let's just get a move on. Before we, we, we have a perfectly day good reason to keep blindfolds on you. If we're not taking the tunnel, we're all on grants. I'm going to smack him across the head and make him unconscious. Go ahead and make a... Uh, Make a strength roll on that. This straight seems strength? unnecessary. Yep. Well, straight strength roll. He's a killer. No, being a killer, I know that he can't. Okay, I'm gonna close him. my eyes. Eighteen plus four, twenty-two. All right, you hit him in just the right spot where he just <laughs> and kind of like already some of his injuries. Shoulder. Yeah. He goes blank, and okay. then in that moment of silence, finally giving Clive the chance to like, as he's kind of <laughs> cut off to finish what his thoughts were. I don't know. I think I was done. <laughs> hey, I just want to get out of here. We don't, we're running out of sunlight yeah. and we waste too much time on this this <laughs> pug that none of us even really know. I don't understand why we stayed here t- this long. I mean, we got danger all around us and here we are just goofing off. Let's just go. And just as he says that, there's another like beam of light in the in the far distant sky just I'm heading towards what the, is the marching order on this like travel order. marching order yeah are you guys well, going all abreast are you guys going in a line how are you traveling right now due to my pride I'm going to be in front or like at least trying I would to say be. we're probably walking in like a triangle fashion okay with him in front the dude over his shoulder and then you and I on either side of him behind him Atlas will you please make a perception roll please and you can try to get ahead of me. This is probably 
I'm gonna do something else oh, okay. a little more. You're probably about two and a half miles in at this point. Fourteen. Fourteen. As you look over, you see that the tunnels are starting to become more common and common. You see them kind of all over the place. And you can just hear just this bass. But you can't tell where it's coming from. There's so many like tunnels surrounding you in all directions. Um, I'd like to do an investigation check to see how much I know about these creatures. Investigation? Or insight, like just like a history behind them. Like how would I know how to avoid them? Go ahead and roll a history check. That would be an 18. Husk takers. From what you have read in the past, and you've read quite a bit, Husk takers are a genetically modified strain of insects. Mm-hmm. They were once an accident and now have been weaponized into guard dogs of a sort. And it hasn't it's not always uncommon for them to be bred on a prison like colony or something like that, so that way when prisoners try to escape, they are eaten alive. Mm-hmm. As for what things bother them or issues you've read that certain frequencies might bother them and uh there are some kind of really like like woo-woo thoughts that maybe with the right amount of uh this oil mixed with a uh a a pinch of salt in this you can actually scare them away you're not quite sure you know if it works or not but you don't you never want to be in a situation you have to try it now as McKenna's kind of like thinking this and, and telling you this. That's when you, Clive, I need you to please go ahead and roll a uh, dexterity saving throw. Oh. Five. Immediately, out of one of the holes, there's a shape that just goes and you see it just almost like it's almost as if it's skating on the surface. Its legs never leave it. You see mo- it's almost like a centipede but when it moves, it has a carpus-like rock that almost looks like the surface of the asteroid. And as it's moving, you can actually see that it's scintillating and changing to the to match like the surface and the various different uh, hues and, and colors. And it comes straight at you. Probably has you know anywhere from 20, 20 to 50 legs. You can't tell they're all moving this, and and it has these an, an, antennae that come out with little sharp bars, and they just catch a little bit of the back on you. That's three points of damage, and that's when the humming gets louder, and out from in all directions, you see four of these various creatures. I knew we waited too long. I need... Atlas, please go ahead and roll initiative. Five. What is the number? Yeah, five. Five. five four plus one. Yeah. All right. Everyone, go ahead and put your characters in that tr- that triangle formation, please. <laughs> Neat. All right. So this one jumped out at you. 
and you have some kind of jump out in this. Uh, oh, there's a lot of them. All right. With that, quiet. As it kind of goes right past you, catching the edge of you. I need you to go ahead and make your turn. Real quick. Are these considered constructs? These? Yeah. No, these are biological uh, creatures that have almost mutated also into the, kind of their own type of species. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, push the one that attacked me off of me, and I'm going to try to blast it in the face with my laser rifle. 14. 14. All right. So you shoot that, and uh, your laser rifle catches it straight into the middle of the carcass. Go ahead and roll for damage. 10 damage. Mm, 10 damage. Nice you take off a huge chunk of it. Is that all you want to do, or do you want to move? No, I'm going to stay here. All right. McKenna, you're up. Um, I would like to probably... I'm okay with killing me, so maybe just firebolt them. Um, all like whatever I can, probably here. Um, yeah, because I can maybe knock out two and one there. So yeah, firebolt. All right, go ahead and make your attack. All right. Did seventeen. Seventeen. That is a hit. So you raise your hand. And you shoot out those nanobots, and as they just catch, it's just like the smallest like little fireworks, but like hundreds of them as they hit. As the flames kind of like lap around it. That would be seven points of damage. Alright. And it was this one. No, between these two. So I think they're possible because I shot it this direction. Let me see your spell. I believe it's just one. Okay. Firebolt? Yeah. Uh, yep, it's just okay. one. Cool, then I'll just hit the one on the left then. Alright. My left. So, as you hit it, it just kind of goes... And it comes rushing straight in. This, this one. At Atlas. He's the closest. And as it kind of rears up, now you see coming out of like... As it rears up and stands almost nearly as tall as you, as tall as you there's two additional legs that kind of come out with giant uh, stingers, almost like a wasp, and they just shoot doop, doop, straight out at you. Uh, that one is a hit, and they just doop, into you, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw, please. Eight. Eight? Alright, that is five points of damage, and then you take an additional uh... Wait, wait. Is it poison? This. Okay, I have an advantage on saving throws. Then go ahead and roll that with advantage. Nine. Alright, that is an additional <laughs> uh, seven points of damage. So how much of damage was initially? So five and seven. Twelve? Yep. Top my conscious. Alright, so he goes, he, he goes down. When you guys see him go down, you see that that particular centipede you notice as what were once whole bladders of poison are now completely empty, wasted on the ground. Wait, no, sorry, that was really bad on my part. I am resistant to poison too. Okay, so that's half then. Yeah, so, that's, so I took that's eight points. 
So I took eight points in total. Yep. Okay, That's eight points. All right. Sorry, that was my bad completely. This I'm trying to learn this. Over here. It gets right next to you, McKenna, and it is going to also do the same thing. It stands up. Uh, that is a 11 to hit, but does not hit. That does not hit. Okay. And the insect now next to Clive kind of shifts, getting behind him. So, Clive, the insect kind of moves behind you. That one does 13 points as it as it uh, to hit, and yeah, that's a miss. You it kind of misses. You kind of parry it off with the edge of your rifle, um, and now it's your turn, Atlas. My turn. I'm just gonna hit the one in front of me. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. That is a hit. Four plus four, eight. Eight? Yeah. All right. So, again, kind of like going after the same one. This one, how do you want to kill it? I'm just going to... It's, it's just like a centipede-ish kind of thing? Yep. Yeah, I'm just going to cut its head off. And then All right. So, as you hit it, it goes... And it kind of falls, just a little bit of ichor on the ground. All right. Will you please, Clive, roll initiative? Nine. All right. So, the insect that is right next to McKenna, this one, now it takes kind of a swipe, just kind of pegging you with its legs. That is a hit, and that is four points of damage, as each one kind of... The insect that's right next to Clive, now that you kind of got his attention, it also kind of rears up and also just does the same exact similar thing that you just saw with McKenna. That's Nat 20. <laughs> okay, that's four points of damage. So, and then this one kind of gets to the side of Atlas, sensing the closest, seeing all of the. Uh, the wounds and, and the, the blood coming out of you. It almost seems to smell it as it rears up and it tries to swipe and it misses as it catches air. Alright. It is. I'd like to do a minor illusion um, back in this direction over here of a really, really high pitch frequency. Alright. Because it said it's like frequency sensitive. Yeah. That's a good idea. I want you to first go ahead and make an intelligence roll to see if you can get the right frequency. All right. That would be 10. 10. So this noise kind of comes up. Up in that corner. <laughs> and all of the all of their antennas, the ones that are there, kind of flat. And you see them kind of start to edge, kind of almost moving away from it. Atlas, it's your turn. Okay. I'm also gonna back. Oh, oh you're gonna back up. Sorry. Okay, as you do that, it's gonna take an attack. Oh. It'll get an attack of opportunity if you move okay, away. I won't move. All right. Sorry. Alrighty, I'm gonna turn towards the one that's next to me, and then just swing at this one too. Do I? If I see five, I'm sure I got that right. Yes. Do. Well, this is up to you. Do I notice that if he's looking battered or not? Uh, I'm at four hit points, so I'm pretty. Uh, okay, the reason I'm pretty bloody. Yeah. Okay, I'm still gonna swing at the one 
like next to me and then keeping in mind looking at like seeing Clive. Alright, so you see Clive kind of like pushing off one of them with the rifle, getting his gun up, ready and cocked back to shoot. You you gotta focus on you now. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna do that. My attack, not twenty, so nice. <laughs> so twenty-six. Alright, roll for damage. Okay. So there's a nat twenty for the burst axe. Um So it's just double damage. Just double damage? Okay. Okay. Oh no, it's twelve. Plus, Two plus four, six, twelve. Twelve damage. Alright. Dude, I'm so sad. <laughs> two? Or what was well, two plus four? Oh, oh is it wait, what am I multiplying? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll? So yeah. It's uh to so be eight. Yeah, it's, it's eight. It's, it's two plus your whatever it says in there. We already two calculated. Plus four. Yeah, so six, so twelve altogether. Okay, so we're multiple okay. Yep. Just make sure. You, you catch and you take off, shearing off multiple legs as you kind of swipe up. You bring it down and all together, you guys watch as he just cleaves off probably anywhere between five or eight legs. The husks of what's left just kind of wriggling around, uh, sparkling and gushing with like this green like liquid. Clive, you're up. All right, so after the thing attacks me and it's like up on its legs or whatever, I'm gonna spin around, drop down and try to take a fire at it from underneath. All right. And it's gonna be nine. All right, you take a wild shot, and it kind of arcs off as the thing is uh, still kind of circling around you, not even paying any attention. It has about four black beady eyes that just kind of stare in. There's uh, almost hairs coming off of its uh, antennas, and they kind of like brush up against your skin, doing nothing but just feeling you. <laughs> All right, handsome. The insect that is right um, next to McKenna. It is going to move to the side, kind of work its way around, and it is also going to, again, just snipe with more of those legs just right into you. It's a hit, McKenna, and that's one point of damage. Frequency did not work. Oh, good idea, though. Right? You're up. Alrighty. I'm going to... Realizing that Clive... Is in a pretty rough situation. Mm-hmm. Can you give me, sorry, just a clear description. What is this hair? Like, what kind of hair does it have? I know it sounds dumb, but there's really, yeah. Oh, me. Yeah. Oh, uh, you, he, you don't see any of his hair because he has a hat on. But he has like a country accent? Yeah. Okay. He's like a cowboy hat on. Perfect, perfect. So, seeing that, you're gonna, everyone's gonna see. Brian's blanking out again. Sorry, you gotta say something. My brain blanks out. I have a All hard right. issue with that. Um, Atlas, you're gonna see him like so. The blue lights on his body is he isn't going forward, obviously. But he's you're gonna see him start to get like angry um, and seeing the five like being like bloodied and injured. He's gonna kind of bring him back to his days as being like a soldier and thinking about his battle buddy at the time or brother in arms, depending on how people know it. Um, and he's gonna have like flashbacks and he's going to go into a rage and then attack the one that's next one. Alright. Alright. So you guys watch as like blue energy starts to flash. It just turns red. Yeah, so everything that was blue, like the lines and everything, starts turning red and he starts to like steam. His body starts like steaming. Yeah. Go ahead and make your attack roll. 19 plus 6, 25. That's a hit. You are rolling good. Oh yeah, now. <laughs> it's because I'm not using my own words. <laughs> Is that a woman? Well, never mind. One plus four plus two, so one plus seven. How would you like to kill this guy? 
I'm just gonna, yeah, just cleave its head in half, and then I'm like, as like, going wild, I'm gonna be, and my eyes are red now too, I'm gonna be looking towards the one near Clive. Alright, so as you kind of bring it down, straight down to the center, you just bury deep into its chitin, the carp is kind of falling to the side. Alright. And that actually puts McKenna as next. So I am going to use my quarterstaff to attack this thing right in front of me. Um, so that would be a five. So I actually end up attacking myself and <laughs> die. All right. So you kind of uh, you bring it down, and it, it does kind of like you as you're pulling it out. You don't normally use it. It kind of fumbles against your knee, and you almost yeah. drop it. Anything else? I feel like I need to risk getting an opportunity attack because I'm kind of low on each piece. I'm gonna back up. Alright. Um, the side. That's free. No, as long as you're moving more than five feet away, it's not free. Okay. Well, I'm gonna back up. Alright. So, it kind of reaches out and it actually, uh, that is a 18 to hit. And it, one, that is four points of damage. I am passed out. You watch as McKenna, like, tries to fumble her staff up in and out of the way, and she catches one of the legs, but the leg kind of sinks into the staff and pulls it out of her grasp, just as the other one, the other leg kind of comes in and just right into the abdomen. And she looks down, and you guys just see, there's almost like a little bit of tears in her in her face as she doubles over it and kind of passes out onto the ground. All right. Clive, it is your turn before this last, before this other husk taker goes. I mean, you can try the best one. You do. You know what? I think I will. <laughs> I'm going to take another shot at the one behind me. Or in front of me. Whatever. Okay, there we go. Okay. That's, that's a 19. <laughs> that is a hit. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> nice. Right, nine damage. Okay. Nine damage. All right. How do you want to take this one down? Um, I am going to flick a switch on my rifle, <laughs> setting it to uh, overcharge shot. Ooh. Basically, it's going to completely vaporize it when I hit it. All right, so you just nice. switch the, the switch, and you watch as it kind of crackles with some uh, bluish energy, and then it, the bolt comes out, and it's actually smaller. It's not bigger. And when it hits, you watch as it expands, then it... And the thing just... Falls to the ground. Will you? Yeah. Please roll me another initiative. Yep. Two. All right. Plus one. Good. What you notice immediately yeah. uh, is both of you, as McKenna falls to the ground, unconscious. Five, you're up. Um. I'm gonna. Actually, I'm gonna go over. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I am going to. So she's is she she's just not that conscious, or she's like. Are you at zero, or did you go under zero? I went negative one. So she's in death saving throws. Kind of like got hit by a pretty bad hit. Yes, you can. All right, that's what I'm gonna do. Cause I hit ten of them on my first. All right, so immediately he goes down and starts just like. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. And starts kind of pulling out the bandages, going through it. The insect, seeing uh, McKenna down, kind of goes up and with its like pictures, grabs one of her feet and starts to try and drag her away. 
since she cannot resist. Ooh. It drags, it goes at one. Can you pull me, because you're close? All right, grabbing her by the foot, it drags her back about five feet. Can I attempt a strength check to... I would say, um... Yeah, you can do that. As, that would be how it normally works, but we'll go with it and say that you're using almost like a reaction. Four. Four? Doesn't matter. Yeah. You kind of try to stop it, and the <laughs> arm just kind of goes limp, and at that point that you were trying to put your foot in the way and catch her by the arm, it just, it just pulls her back a little bit. It's too busy. Atlas, you're up. So I'm going to charge this one. You mind if I move it? Okay. I'm going to charge this one, and I'm gonna just going to swing my axe at it. And he's in just a rage. He's like, he almost seems kind of like a wild animal-ish, just like charging almost like on all fours, coming at the... 14 plus 6, 20. Yeah, that is a hit. <laughs> 5 plus 6, 11. 11. Alright, this one you watch as it, it drops her. Now, almost like a wild sense of preservation as it tries to like lash out her at you, but it kind of misses wildly as it's clattering now, and it looks like it's trying to actually dart away, realizing the position that it's in. 5, will you make a initiative roll, please? 19. Alright. Alright. Clive, you're up. Alright, I'm gonna take a shot at the uh, the one that was dragging McKenna away. Uh, That's a hit. Alright. Yeah. 10 points of damage. How do you want to take him down? I'm just gonna shoot him right between the eyes. Just, just marksman shots. Alright, raising it, getting down on one knee. It almost reminds you of target practice. Everything kind of goes quiet in his head. He just <laughs> he's total tunnel vision and he's just focused on that that dead shot. And it's almost like just a stream, like a narrow stream of light that just goes right through the And you just watch. As you can see just a pinpoint hole that goes all the way through and out the other side. And just in the background behind it, you see another flash of light in the sky. And it falls down at the same time. And it, that's when you hear the voice going, ah, 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 from where you shoved uh, Darren down. <laughs> and he's like, ah, let me see. Let me see the damn things. <laughs> you guys uh, find yourself in the aftermath. Gore and Icker around you, but the swarm noise has kind of died away. The... <sighs> Yeah, Atlas is basically, at this point, he's going to, I'm actually going to, as a visual, I'm just going to be, like, going over to, like, the rocks, even if Clive goes up to her or not, depending on what he does, but he's just going to try to get away from them and attempt to end his rage, kind of thing. So you kind of go over and you light a little cigarette and just kind of, like, let the moment go. And you guys watch as the steam is still kind of coming off of him. Clive's kind of like slapped you awake at this point. Um, you kind of you're not like you're you're not like functioning. You're still at zero, but you're kind of going in and out of being out of it, and you're getting views of him, the color of red kind of fading off to purple, back down to blue. Clive above you, kind of like saying words that you can't understand. It's just like your ears are ringing. He's still working on some of the wounds. You, Clive, look over and you see the last bits of smoke kind of like coming off, steam coming off of him. 
and it almost looks as he's calming down as if he's deflating just like a little bit. You're not sure though if that's like real or if it's like just like his demeanor is like getting calmer. Alright, well I think we need to we need to get her patched up. We need to get out of here. We cannot afford another attack like that. He's gonna he's trying to hurry to patch her up and get her to a spot where she can walk. I will pick up the pug or the orc. Garen. You don't wanna pick up an elephant? Can you joke. carry can you lead or carry Garen? Yeah. I will pick up the elephant. Can you? <laughs> I can lift anything as a large creature. As for carrying, lifting, or pushing, because I am considered right. a powerful All creature. Alright. Go ahead and make an athletic check. <clears throat> Alright. Deadlift. Heavy is like 380. Okay, so. I'm 375. You're just heavy. You're not impossible. <laughs> 15 plus, you said strength? 15 plus 4, 19. He kind of wraps you around him, wow. so it's almost like he's wearing you as a cloak. He just takes one large jump and just lifts. This is a comical view. Clive is just taken back. It's like, my guy is. Holy crap, you are something else. (laughs) Okay, would this count as a rest for me then? Uh, We'll say that the journey there is going to be somewhat of a short rest. Awesome. Cool. You guys start to approach finally as it's starting to get just before it's kind of getting too cold to really, like, want to be out here. Like, you don't already want to be out here, but, like, before it gets dangerous, yes. Before we reach the compound, yeah. I'm wrapping my laser right back up and putting it on my neck. Alright. So you wrap that up, kind of hide it away. Uh, you're still carrying McKenna, and it's been... It's definitely slowed you down a lot. Like, I would oh, yeah. say your traveling speed is slower, but you're perce- you are noticing more things. You're as strong as being... And the universe just—it's <laughs> fine. Even yep, you're still slowed down. But oh, I'm sorry. You eventually see the detention uh, the center. There's no more smoke coming from it, but you can see that there's a huge security detail now. Spotlights are like kind of all over the place. Somewhere along the way, you saw arcs of vehicles heading towards the crash, just kind of missing you on their way. But you guys are able to finally see kind of like the gates of the compound. Huge, almost fortress-like walls made out of steel and probably adamantium mixed in. Towers on all sides. Lights sweeping the inside and the outside. There's a, there's almost a voice, you can't make out what it's saying, but it's almost like the lockdown PA system that you've heard before, Clive. And you know that how they're probably treating the prisoners are not good at this moment. You can see that in the front there is a uh, gates but the gate is closed. The guards that would normally be out of the guardhouse, they're there, but instead of like the normal four, it's just one. And he's kind of looking around with his binoculars, but he hasn't swept over in your guys' direction. Um, and you can only make this out because you're catching some of the glint of the light off of it. Uh, something you've gotten used to, seeing that kind of look in at the yard. Is there anything you guys want to do, or do you want to be seen? Is there any rocks or giant formations of rocks that are near us that we could hide behind us? There's plenty. Yeah, there's a lot. All right, well, I don't think we can approach this place head on, considering how we left it the last time. And since you have to carry that 
I still have yet to hear your story. Is going into the prison something you wish to do? I think it's hilarious that you're on my Aren't you knocked out? <laughs> oh, shit. No, yeah, you're still knocked out. Oh, she's knocked out still? Well, you know, that yeah. was a short rest getting there, right? I um, believe, and I might be wrong I on say, this, this but I hilarious. think you just actually get your HP back from a long rest. I thought you get, like, you get one D8, you roll the D8, and that's what it is right, for a short right. rest. Here's what we're going to do, because I don't have this rule on hand. What we're going to do is you're going to be able to go ahead and roll that. It did. But I'm going to recheck that in the future, and we will figure that out. So go ahead and roll. It did. Um, all right. Yeah. So whatever HP you're at, you're at. I think it's funny that I was carrying her, and she asked this, like, basically when she's on my shoulders, this 375-pound elephant on Well, I shoulders. kind of imagine that you put me down, and I was conscious at that point, like, having arrived. Oh. But you never said you put me down, so we can negate that I said that, so never mind. <laughs> no, you get it, you're saying it. I was just, like, when we got there, I didn't know, like, what the plan was. Obviously, we are looking for something to hide, so. Okay. What do you... Well, they're talking. Do you want to try and hide, or... I suggest we try and try and figure out the best, figure out the patterns of the searchlights, figure out the patterns of the guards. So the binoculars are starting to sweep. You guys have about probably five, six seconds to dive for some cover. Well, I'm done for some cover. Okay. So as you start to pull your uh, Darren with you, he kind of goes, what is it? What is it? And you kind of yank him, but I need you to go and make an athletic check to pull him just in time. Oh. He... He stumbles, and I need everyone else to please go ahead and make an acrobatics check for him to dive. Acrobatics? Yep, you guys. 19. Very agile. Yeah. Four. Hearing you, you, Clive, she pushes off of you, kind of shoving you forward in space a little bit, and you kind of float just in time as the binoculars kind of zoom, like go over you. You see me? And that's, there's like a moment where it sees you and it sees Darren, and then an alarm goes up. Come on, grab Darren. And it kind of, you start to see lights start to head and sweep your direction until it starts to cover where Darren is. You have one more roll with disadvantage if you want to try and take cover. Did they see Darren or no? They potentially saw both of you, but now there's for sure a spotlight on Darren, and there's multiple heading your direction as well. I'll try it. With disadvantage. Well, if they see Darren, and then we're returning him. I kind of want a second opinion. I was going to say, I was just going to grab Darren, and because they saw me, I'm just going to stand there and use him as like a a bargaining chip. You're going to make a decision in five. I'm doing the bargaining chip. So, grabbing him. He, he's just kind of like, what is going on? Are we on? And then you see the color in his face go away, and he tries to, like, shake out of your hands. I need you to make a strength uh, a strength saving throw. Saving throw? Saving throw. Uh, and I come up with my words there. No, you're good. Eight plus six, so 14. All right. That, he is a man desperate for his life. He just rolled a 19. And he breaks out of your hands, and he just is, like, trying to... He's trying to get the blindfolds off his face. He kind of puts one of it, uh, his face up against the ground and pulls one eye down that way. And he, you see the eye. It's bloodshot. It's wide. And he goes, oh, we had a deal. We, we had a deal. And he starts running in the opposite direction. I'm going to ray of frost him and fr- freeze his feet to the ground. 
I need you to make an attack roll, please. That would be a 25. That's a nat 20. All right, so you catching his feet. Go ahead and roll for damage as well. Two? Two. It shouldn't kill him. So as you freeze up the legs, you watch as he starts to slow down. Each step kind of breaking more frost up away. It doesn't quite freeze him, but he's moving a lot slower. Darren, please don't run. I can't go back. You should go back. No, what he's going to do to me. And at this point, you guys watch as the gates open and you see guards coming out on uh, small, like, basically, like, floating um, vehicles heading your direction over, just, that's hovering just slightly over the land. And it's, and he looks back at you, the one eye, and he goes, it's death. Would you want to go back to your death? Oh, Darren, I'm so sorry. At this point, you hear a voice ring out. Halt! Put all weapons on the ground. Everyone on their knees. And then they don't know what's here, right? No. They only know me, Darren, right? Yep. But they and I guess do they know? Yeah, they don't see they don't see these two initially. Okay, but. No, I'm just saying it's just still... funny that I'm hiding. Well, no, no, I'm no, I was just trying to. Yeah. You're behind a really big rock, so this, the the things kind of like start to circle around. And they repeat it again. I'll get on my knees, and they they say he will reluctantly. Atlas will reluctantly and slowly put his axe down and get on his knees. So circling around, <laughs> most of the vehicles, like one of the. They most of them circle around you, and eventually they all see you guys because the rocks are just kind of like one-sided hiding spots. And uh, someone says something over intercom in a different language, and one of the speakers kind of break off and block off Darren. Darren, realizing how futile it is, kind of gets down on his knees as well. What was the drow's name again? Sorry, the kid. The kid. I know. I, I knew his name though when we went to the meeting. Oh gosh. Sorry. I. Basically, I was going to just tell the guards and say, call the drow. We had a deal. And I brought him back. When you say that to the guard, yeah, he raises an eyebrow as he kind of raises the visor a little bit. You see pale blue eyes. And there's a thin scar kind of like running across the cheek. He's a kind of a short but thick mustache and he goes the kid oh man are you that journalist yes journalist he says something over his calm link in the dim voice as other people are starting to file out and kind of like surround you guys and kind of pick up your weapons mm-hmm. and he goes I want you to see to it that these guys are taken back into the visitors quarters given a full meal a hot shower and I want to make sure that they are taken care of and treated as guests and heroes they have returned the murderer the painter to us mm-hmm. He looks at you and... They only see me, right? No, they they, see They circled around and saw everyone. And they look straight... He looks (laughs) up at you. 
you get the sense that this guy may not be as strong as you, but he could probably brawl. I have some respect for him, basically. Mm -hmm. I can see that he is a strong individual, right? He's a big boy. He's also a man. I'm not going to say <laughs> Yeah. Well, he looks up at you and just... He goes, we will talk. But for now, why don't you get cleaned up? Don't worry about these weapons. They'll be returned. Thank you. And with that, you guys are kind of like... So the surprise of others kind of ushered into one of the, the speeders and you are given almost like a... Uh, basically like an escort back you know the the last half mile or so well it's a little less than half mile back to the detention center the gates open with a hit as you make your way in you go in uh through a different um chamber entrance a uh, different port and it's like adjacent to the bay that you guys were once in and you can still hear the crowds of all the people on the on the airbus just <laughs> hanging out in there um you, oh, man. you guys are escorted there's plenty of guards kind of nod their head you don't see any inmates you actually instead of when you come to the lift where the prisoners were kept upstairs you guys are taken downstairs and you guys are each brought to a separate room one right next to each other you're given your own key cards for the room uh, that has limited access back to the surface and just not basically to the other prison uh, cells. And inside you find a hot shower, a bed, um, and, you know, various other types of accom like accommodations that you would find. It's not like top of the Ritz type style, but someone was kind enough to think of putting a chocolate on the, the pillow. Diplomats do stay at these, this place every once in a while to oversee things. And you guys are each given a chance to clean up and take care of yourselves. At some point, your weapons are brought back to each of you. No one checked your blanket, assuming that it wasn't anything. What would you guys like to accomplish as you guys are getting cleaned up and whatnot? Before having left Darren, I do wish him a fair death. Um, and I wish him a quick death. And then, back to what you were originally asking, um, I would really just like to get cleaned up, cleaned up and kind of focus on me for a moment and maybe try to decide if I'm going to stay with these imbeciles. I'm going to go get myself patched up. Because <laughs> I came, I came a little close there to uh, not making it back. So that's my main focus right now is making sure all my systems are in order. All right. So as you kind of like start to kind of clean and take care of yourself, there's something odd that you notice, something that bothers you. You're really glad no one else noticed it. The little the the blood that you're like that you had, it is clear. Almost completely see-through. The blood coming out of me? Yep. When you were, like, beaten up in that battle. You kind of, like, hide that, patch it up the best you can. Uh, and it, it, and it, you know, staunches, like, any type of wound. But you're really thankful that no one noticed that. And it's also something that bothers you, because... I don't know what this is. It's so different. This... This is not what I'm used to. I... Uh, I need to find these. I need to find more answers. I think I may have to stay with these 
these people. I need to get some rest. This this has been too much. He's just gonna kind of sit back in his bed. You notice that there's like a little like uh, television uh, with a remote, and as you kind of like lay back, there's even like a little uh, uh, you know a booklet um, kind of detailing the history of the place, but kind of able to lower your hat and just kind of block out everything. And Atlas, what about you? He's just going to kind of do the similar thing. Just clean up, take the shower. Um, he's also going to bring out his repair kit and attempt to repair his, like, stomach region where the insects, mm-hmm. like, had punctured him and make sure that there's no, like, lasting damage. All right, so as you kind of get in there, you kind of, like, put your fingers directly in. Like, it's not like you... You feel uncomfortable, but you don't. You're pretty sure you don't feel pain in the same way as other people. You're able to just kind of like part it, find the machinery, and start like almost like with a screwdriver, start working on stuff, making sure things are taken care of, and then start kind of sewing it back together, and then cleaning yourself up. After what is probably like enough time for you guys to get a meal that is delivered to your rooms and a, at least a decent, you know, four-hour nap or so, there was a knock at each one of your doors. Uh, a runner comes down and he says, Excuse me. You've all been uh, asked to head to the mess hall. It's cleared out. And uh, the commander wanted to talk about a fair reward for you. So if you wouldn't mind, please follow me. I would love to. Already. All right leading each one of you kind of like there's kind of like an uneasy quietness uh as you're kind of walking up these steps each step echoing um it's again it's cold it's not uh, a nice place but even when you get to the mess hall the place that should bring people together you find that you feel small all of the tables have been pushed to the side there's a single uh, almost like long lunch school type of table that kind of folds down and sitting at it is the same man from before but he's dressed in a suit uh, at this point and he raises a hand and he goes ice cream ice cream one for the loxodon then no one else i take it where's the drought no, i'm good the kid yes the kid. he sends his thanks he goes, um, matter of fact, a lot of people send their thanks. You see, we weren't quite ready for the painter to leave at this point. So, I appreciate you bringing him back. And I will make sure that your names go out as heroes who turned in a fugitive and a killer. Back to his rightful place in a house of law. <laughs> he goes, um... But I did talk with the kid. He was quite pleased with uh, your work. Atlas, is it? Yes. Yes. I think that your bosses will be very pleased. And then he kind of moves one of his collars back. And you guys see a golden lapel. And in it, it is like a circle. That it is, it's like a border gold circle. And in the center, there is a... Um, there's just a single cross 
but it's at the cross is like at an X type of situation, and there's diamonds studded through it on each on each uh, beam supporting it, and that is the symbol of the Yeth. And he goes, "I am Dil Ilkhan." And he goes, "It is my pleasure to meet you." And when he smiles, you see that his um, teeth have been replaced. They uh, shine kind of a, a similar Durastil gray. You notice that one eye is actually a mechanical implant as he then takes a nice big chunk out of this ice cream that he has. And he's, he has like a few brought to those who want some. And he goes, so what is it that you wanted to know? The rest of it. Do you think we should do this with company? I know these individuals helped me capture the painter, but... I assumed that they were with you, working with you. Am I wrong? I mean, could you have done this without us? It's a fair point. I can use... I've learned Clive's name, correct? You've said your name. Clive has seemed to be a good pilot. He locks it on. Could potentially be a healer or someone that can patch people up. Well, thank you. And I pat him on the back and say, that was the first compliment I received from you all day. They proved not they proved not to be weak. So it's fine. They can be here during our exchange of information. He goes, fine. That sounds good to me. If you trust them, then I trust them. I wouldn't really call it trust. It's more... Oh, it's not my head on the wheel, is it? He smiles again and takes like kind of almost like a foreboding bite this time out of the ice cream. <laughs> and he goes, the one you're looking for, the lock's none. The Sunmaker. Yes? Yes, I'm looking for the Sunmaker. He's on the planet colony of Thela, at least according to the last time when the kids saw him. The village that he resides in. His name is Nanoni. He's on the outskirts. Kind of a uh, prophet sort of situation. He's situated himself high up over them on a mountaintop. He even has a nice little cult going there. But then again, the kid hasn't been there for five years, so that's going to be your best running advice. So he's running a cult? Last we checked. He what split from... Worship? What is that? What is their, like, religion or worship? Uh, Loxodani and Pantheon. Things outside of the, uh, reverie. Uh, Pagan things. Things that don't move with reason or the logics. That makes sense. There's no offense. He takes another bite. <sighs> And this time, the spoon kind of bends slightly. None taken. And I break my spoon. Oh. So the spoon goes... <laughs> some shards kind of like fly That's out awesome. to the side. And he goes, she gives me a hard time about testosterone parts. Does she? I can see it. And he kind of looks you up and down. And he goes, but she provides valuable help, so. Sounds like you've gotten quite the team together, huh? 
they so far have been dependable. Well, I talked to the warden, Missia. She has made it clear that you're to be rewarded. Something to the sum of 700 credits. As well as a, uh, I was able to procure you a ride out to the colony. Well, I can't like for sure say that these individuals will follow me, but blanking out again. Wow, for sure that the individuals are going to follow me, but I will be taking that ride. You know, I have actually business to be down in Thela Colony. Um, it's a dear old friend of mine, and so I would love to accompany you. I'll gladly tag along too. I have some stuff myself I gotta take care of. <laughs> well, but it seems that we are all uh, acquainted and ready for you to go. And do keep traveling and doing things in the fashion that you have been. <laughs> With the change in the triumvirate coming up and the shift from the sovereign to a different form of government. Things are going to take a rather drastic turn. So the Yeth are very interested in folks who can get work done. So we will keep a close eye on you. Can... Did we have a second? Okay. Can I ask the commander if he knows about he knows about a terrorist attack during the Mendegas year? Mendegas year? You're what? asking about the terrorist attack during Mendegas year? Of course I know about it. Do you know what, where or what the group is doing now? No. No. The reason being why that... Oh, that's right. We toppled that regime and cut the head off the snake, so to speak. I just want a yes or a no answer. What I know about this. Go ahead and make a history check. The men that I guess were? Oh, the terrorist attack on it? Two. You ever heard of the, the war of Bendigas here? It was a um, conflict that basically, there was many different reasons for it. Um, mostly this planetary system did not like the way the Federation wanted to kind of like lord over the way they were doing trade um, and the tariffs that were being put on on their solar system uh, as well as a few social um, things that the they didn't really jive with the Federation on. Now, eventually they took basically a, someone who was trying to parlay with them captive, a high-ranking military member and when the Federation asked for his safe return. All they sent back in the mail was his ear. Oh, wow. Starting off the uh, short but bloody war of the Gassier. Okay. And then he goes, So, you will find that your transport is up and ready for you. You have a great pilot who will take you there and drop you off. From there, you should have the credits to figure out your way. 
and all I can say is best of luck with your job. After all, your bosses aren't very forgiving. And he stands up, his ice cream half finished, by now just melted. Kind of like moves back a lock of hair back behind an ear, puts his hands behind his back, and walks out. The doors open, almost an echo away, and they close behind him. It leaves you guys alone. And that is what we'll call the game. So thank you for joining us yeah, for Starlight. And don't forget, go ahead and uh, comment on that latest Instagram post. Tag a friend. Don't do it twice. And we'll send you some cool And you'll cool win product. a great prize. Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. If you enjoyed this, please like, share, subscribe. For early releases, exclusive RPG content, and other bonus material, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash starlightadventures. And to reach us for questions to be aired, email us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, spacers.